This Wicked Way Comes is a work of fiction that includes adult themes, language, and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to all you beautiful people out there in the radio wasteland. It's me, the sweet voice of Summer's Gone, DJ Cash Vile, all up in your bathing suit area. This week's episode is brought to you all by Pug Benny's Prison Reform School for Girls, an affordable, conservative boarding school designed for preteen teenage girls who are struggling with bad behavior, rebellion, or academic issues. A faith-based approach to healing. Man, fuck that, am I right? I'm pretty sure this is a scam. Keep your distance, faithful listeners. DJ Cashvile takes back his endorsement, because your dutiful DJ knows full well Pug Benny is a bastard. So let's get right into this week's episode of This Wicked Way Comes, a thorough exploration of the self and... God damn it, who wrote this? Welcome to This Wicked Way Comes, a Marison Warble story powered by the apocalypse. This is our seventh session, and shit just popped off. Right. And by popped off, I mean a woman's chest exploded right in front of you. Mm, which, uh, which one of me? Maris. Uh, yeah, Warble had wandered off probably, with... probably Maris. Yeah, Warble had wandered off with New, remember? That's the best way to start. It's so funny. I have such a hard time wearing a sweatshirt or, like, sleeves to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate eating food wearing sleeves. I just, like, I just don't like, don't like... I just don't like it. You don't like sleeves? I don't like wearing sleeves. Mm, um, I, I, I would put on all of the clothes right now. I, have I a, mean, it's not even that gold, but I'm like... Bundle me. Yeah, I am. Um, I have a jacket in the other room if you want. It's okay. It's a pretty nice jacket. Yeah, I have my coat too. <laughs> um, so the sun was starting to set and you were having a kind of a, an enjoyable time around the campfire with all of the members of Al Aguasol. Al had just invited you all to go in the pool to swim in the mineral baths. Um, and as she stood up, her chest exploded. And as she fell backwards, you, you heard the report of the rifle from fairly far away. And as she fell, suddenly the hard car fired up and someone fired a machine gun from it as they drove away. Uh, the hard car? That's the... That's her car, not our car. That was the car Bost gave you to come out here. So that's our car? That's your car. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah, yeah, your car. My car's With gone. all your stuff in it, presumably. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember taking it out. Um. Oh no. So as this starts to happen, you realize you've been here before, this situation. It's different every time. Blood, the burning, the screaming, the gunfire. But everything slows down. You never get used to the experience. It's it's unique every time, but at the same time, it, it never really changes. And as a gunfire rips through the campsite, what do you do? I, I Jill wants to just, like, lay down and die. She's <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't think Maris would do that. So, tell you what, the person firing at you, I'm gonna roll a seize by force roll to see what happens. So she gets an eight. She or he. Gets, a, gets an eight? Yeah. Of what? Seize by force. So I rolled the seize by force move for the person firing at you. I don't know, I just thought it would be... What is that? See, see, to see if they successfully seized the car, do you mean? Or... So, 
we haven't really talked we haven't used the battle moves yet yeah we so, haven't really done battle no so the way the battle moves work is seize by force in particular is anytime you want to take something from someone else by force you roll seize by force and it can mean anything if you want to say just straight up kill them you would seize their life mm. in this case someone's trying to steal your car and someone has already murdered Al mm-hmm. so what happens is you can tell that the gunfire is coming right up towards you in fact it's like peppering the sand right in front of you and you're you're sitting opposite the direction of fire by the campfire and the campfire explodes from the gun firing into it the wood and embers kind of flash up all around you and before you know it coward has thrown himself on you and has dropped you down behind the log that you're sitting on he's incredibly sprightly for a man his age but now you're laying there with him on top of you and you realize uh, you're now covered in his blood Coward. Okay, I'm trying to draw a car here. It's not looking like a car. Um, so this is the car. Mm-hmm. Those are the bullets. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's Al. Mm-hmm. Where is everybody else? Maris and... So Warble and New walked off to the south. Yeah, okay. somewhere down there. Uh, where is Kai right now? Is he up here with me? Yeah, he would have been up there with you. I think he was hanging out talking to a woman named Magpie. Uh, who else do we have with us right now? Lots of people. Coward, you said, just went in. But, like, of of my, my people. Uh, Bo is there, I think. Or maybe she was talking to Magpie. I'm fuzzy on it all of a sudden. But she's she's around the campfire. Yeah. Also. Um, and everyone's starting to just scatter and run in different directions, trying to run away. But at the same time, you can hear the rifle fire from somewhere off to the south of you. Al has actually fallen backward onto her bodyguard, who's kind of, like, bear-hugged her down to the ground. Guy, he was a big dude you met mm-hmm. before. He's kind of like got her on the ground and he's basically rolling on top of her to try and prevent her from being shot again. Mm-hmm. But you can tell in just the flashes that you can see he, of her he's that, dead. Or that, she's dead. that she's she's gone. Mm-hmm. She was dead before she hit the ground. Okay, uh, I guess we take cover. We run and take cover. It's dark. I can't see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Would, be, would be foolish to attack. So why don't you uh, act under fire to see if you can get into cover. Uh, plus cool. Maris is pretty cool. So 10. All right. That is a full success. Okay. So you're able to get cover and you basically drag Coward. He's still alive, but he's looking pretty, pretty fucking gnarly. And mm-hmm. you're able to drag him back and you guys slide into one of the tents that's there. You slide in and it's still pretty dark inside, but it's lit by a couple of candles. And you look around the room and there's a Mexican blanket draped over a bed and mm-hmm. there's holes exploding in the walls. It's like a Bedouin tent. So in the canvas, bullet holes are starting to appear. Oh, um, no. Just like pop, pop in. It's letting in light from what remains of the campfire, which is now spread into the stumps you were sitting on. When the machine gun ripped up the fire, it like spread embers around, and those have started to ignite the stumps that were surrounding the fire that you guys were sitting on. All right. And so there's sure. there's some kind of like orange there's orange light like flickering in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look around the room and it's pretty bare bones, and there's nothing there's nothing really in there. You said you got a ten. Mm-hmm. It occurs to you then that all of your possessions are in the car. You left pretty much everything except your sidearm in the car. Um, mm-hmm. But you're able to look over and see under the bed that there's a rifle under there. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, I've got a rifle and I've got my sidearm, so I sneak out the back of the tent and I call for Kai. I'm like, psst, Kai, get over here. And then we will make a roundabout to, you know, sneak sneak around and try to okay. get to the car. I guess we can bring Bo, too, if she's uh, if she's okay. Yeah, she's she's kind of like crawled hands and knees in, in there, too. And, and Coward's like holding his guts like, oh, I, I don't, yeah, I think this might be it. 
shit. This feels fucking terrible. Mm. And you, you, you kind of take a minute and you go over him to him and you realize that his guts are just like ripped apart. Oh, poor coward. Um, I don't think I can heal, can I? Um, you might, but you'll have to do it under fire. Mm. And I'm gonna make you do it with a little something less. Well, coward's nice. Well, tell you what, while you're just while you're deciding to do that, Warble and New are approaching the situation. Mm -hmm. And Warble, which weapons did Warble have? What does she got? So she's also got her sidearm. She wouldn't have the second gun, but she'd probably have her mace, like strapped to her back or attached to her wolf hood or something that she'd been carrying around. So her and New kind of like scramble over to see what's going on, but they're too far away to get into the mix of it. Mm -hmm. So you and New kind of pop out from behind a outhouse that was over there or some kind of like little shed. And you can see that the person driving the car has got a fairly substantial red afro and dark skin. And uh, you recognize it's uh, Rash Ivy from back at Boston place. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah. I didn't remember what she uh, even looked like. So she's the one, whew, red, red afro. Yeah, or red, big red curly hair. So you can't, you can't make her out as well, but her hair is very recognizable. And she, she's just firing in the camp, like back and forth, just at anything moving she's firing at. And there are people, just anybody who has the bad luck to be at the other end of the gun is just falling down as they're running away. Mm -hmm. So that's what Warble and, and New have, have come across. Yeah. They see, they see her up there. Uh, okay. So I'm horrible now. Let's see what, what kind of moves. There are too many to keep track of. Yeah, there's you a know. lot. I see her, and I'm going to use my the feral kid move. I'm going to go aggro on her by doing something that is wild, animal-esque, or disgusting to intimidate her for plus one forward. So I'm going to pick up like a dead salamander. I'm going to throw it in her face. You're not quite close enough oh. to throw it in her face. <laughs> okay. But you could get her attention. Well, fine. <laughs> All right, so why don't you uh, act under fire? Because she hasn't quite seen you yet, because you guys are off to the side a little bit. That is a five plus... Plus, a. not enough. Aggro is plus cool. Oh, three. Shit. I forgot. I didn't realize Warble was so cool. I thought Maris was the cool one. Okay. So uh, you're able to you're able to get her attention. You find There's some like dog shit there that mm. you're able to like kind of take a couple... Scoop into the salamander. <laughs> you just had a salamander from before? Uh, no, it was dead. I just figured it a desert. There's dead things around. Yeah, okay. It's a camp. All right, so uh, you, we'll we'll, skip, we'll pass on the dog shit then. And you've got <laughs> you've got a, a, like a dead salamander that's stinking and reeking and gooey in your hand, mm -hmm. and you're able to like lope three big steps and toss it, and it splatters against. If she's firing out the driver's side door, it like splats up against the, like the column, the mm -hmm. the A pillar. It kind of splashes salamander a guts. Pillar? That's what. That's what the, the frame is called. Oh, cars. Yeah, cars. Okay. I think that's, we'll go with that's what it's called. I, I know stuff. <laughs> I know stuff. That's what it's called. Um, so it, it splatters up against her and kind of splashes in her eyes. So you have a second to try and get there or not. Oh, okay. That was a mixed success. Mm-hmm. So at the same time you find this opening, whoever's firing from the distance basically shoots above your head and the, we'll say it's like a concrete shed or like what would be the filter room for the pool and the concrete explodes right above you like someone's shooting at you now from, um, a, from a different position. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to trying to rush you. I'm, no, I'm, that's what you're doing. You're like, don't, don't, don't think too, too hard. Do something. Okay, so I, uh, wobble, wobble, rushes, rushes in. She, uh, she takes 
out a knife. Does she have a knife on her? Yeah, why not? Well, you have your mace. What's a mace? It's like a club with a chain with a ball on the end. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that sounds fine. Yeah. So she's distracted. So yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of hunker down in the dark and kind of try to surprise her. Well, you've got, you've yeah. got to take basically three big steps to get there and then you've got to try and hit her through a car window. Oh, through. She's in the car. I, I know. I keep thinking that she's standing next to it for some reason. No, though. she's firing okay. from inside okay, okay. it. So um, you can, uh, you can roll to seize by force, but I want you to do it with uh, a little something less, which means that's you have this move, push me, pull me. And it reads, when the MC says to roll with something extra, roll three dice instead of the normal two and drop the lowest die. When you roll with something less, you roll two die and drop the lowest, the highest die. Oh, the twin moves? Oh, I thought those only applied to when we when I was working with my sister. Mm. Okay, cool. So roll, roll three dice to uh, seize by force, because you're going to seize the car back, and you epically fail. What's a uh, what's uh, seize by force? That's a uh, hard. Or, do, I'm sorry. That's do something under fire. All right, my bad. Uh, seize by force is plus, plus hard. So uh, you, get a, not you hard. get a four. Um, that is a fail. That means you get I experience. Take some experience. Mm-hmm. All right. So what happens? You you fuck this up. You were gonna run up there and, and try and hit her through the car door, but you fucked it up. What what happened? Tell me what happened. I guess I just like fall down. No, nah, it's got to be better than that. No. Okay. It, so like. So like the concrete exploded above your head and dust got in your eyes. Maybe right as you were about to take off mm-hmm. and you. You took maybe three steps out. I think, well, I mean, what I'm imagining I did was, like, try to, like, lower myself to, like, run. So maybe I, like, just run and bop my head in the car. Like, <laughs> you just you just get a little too overzealous and just run right into the car and knock yourself out? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to hide, and the car is black, I assume. I always thought it was. Sure. I don't see why it shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. So and then I just, uh, just don't smack, see you it. You just I smash just... right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you and do that... so I probably have, like, a, you know... I'm stunned a little bit, and uh, obviously they all know where I am now. Right. So you, you hit the car really hard and make enough of a noise, and she opens the door and turns the rifle right on you and fires. So she has a, a three-harm AR-15. Oh, uh, I, I get out of the way. You. T- <laughs> yes, I, you've I, I already, do. You've already been shot. <laughs> the consequence of you smashing into the car is that you've been shot. Um, how many? How much clothing are you wearing? Um, Probably some. So what kind of armor do you have? Uh, one. Oh, I have a metal Valkyrie bra. That's mm-hmm. two armor. So does that, like, add up to three armor, then? Jesus, I guess so. Let me see. So impossible reflexes, I think, is when you aren't wearing any clothes. Yeah. yeah. But it says I have one. But if I was wearing no clothes, then I'd have two. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like you've got a shit ton of armor on. Fuck. So I guess that's like my general yeah. uh, attire is worth one armor. Oh yeah, my yeah, it says one armor here just kind of generally, and then my wolf head is one armor. Mm-hmm. And then my bra is two armor. Damn. So she tries to shoot me in the boob, but nah. The sparks just come flying off that thing. Pow, pow. Damn, okay. That thing just bounces off your tits, sprays sparks up into your face. You're not coming at her, but using you as kind of cover, new scrambles over and climbs up your back and like lunges for her but instead of connecting uh, Rash Ivy slams the car door closed and you can hear like the clatter of the gun as she tosses it into the passenger seat and she shifts the car into gear and starts to drive away. Mm. So Maris. There's a French. There's somebody else there, right? Somebody's in the area but they're shooting you from far enough away that you don't know where they are. 
car. Okay. But now that it's gotten dark, I want to say it was like still a little light out when this whole thing went down. But now that it's gotten dark, they've lost the light. The sun has settled behind the mountains and the long range fire has stopped because presumably whoever was making those shots can't see you anymore. Gotcha. But the tent that Maris is in is now on fire. Oh, so she didn't get to, to leave with Kai? Not yet. Why don't you no. roll to act under fire? Because while Warble's throwing herself at the car, uh, mm-hmm. you're trying to do that. Okay. Well, if the tent's on fire, I don't want to leave Coward in there. And Bo's there too, and she's like freaking out like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Oh, snake eyes. <laughs> Take experience for your snake eyes. Oh, yes. The whole room is on fire, and as you're... So you've got Coward in one hand, dragging him by the collar. You've got a rifle in the other hand, and you're trying to like basically shove yourself through this tent and when you do that you realize that he has died oh poor coward he was he was mumbling to himself kind of like oh just making like little old man noises he was kind of like helping you move him along and then at one point he just stopped that was it i don't want coward to die and Bo is just like screaming her fucking brains out yeah yeah do we get out of the tent though do i have to try again no (laughs) yeah you don't because you failed epically so i think you did try to get out of the tent but between when you let go of Coward, you probably stumbled forward and hit the wall so hard that the whole tent just came down around you on, ah. fi- on fire. Oh no! So you and Bo and Coward are now covered in burning canvas. And Kai. Uh, was he in there? Did he get inside? Uh, I thought so. I asked. I asked him and, and Bo to, to come. Okay. I thought we were we were gonna like meet around the back of the my my head. We were I think uh, yeah. I don't think Kai made it in. Sneak. I think he's still outside. Oh, okay. I, I think when you zigged, he zagged. Okay. So you don't quite know where he is, but. But if he's where you think he is, he's basically on the other side of the tent wall you were just trying to go through. Oh, I did have a first aid kit. Whoops. Yeah, but you would have needed time to use it. Yeah. And you would have had to do it under fire. Um, because in this moment, you're still being, there's still a lot of shooting and a lot of screaming. But now you can't really hear very much because you're covered in burning tent. Uh, okay. Can I use fuck this shit? Where do you name your escape route and roll plus hard to, yeah. to get out? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my escape route is I pull out a knife and I cut myself a hole. Mm-hmm. And I fucked this shit. Okay. Eight plus hard. Two. Ten. All right, so you get out, and that's enough of a success that you're able to abandon Coward and grab Bo. I want to say you grab her by the hair, because you can't quite get to her clothing. Mm. But you're able to grab her by the hair and basically throw yourselves out of the burning tent and into the dirt behind it. But now the firing has gone down, or the gunfire has subsided slightly, and it's dark, and or it's, it's still it's still getting dark. It's a, a, a hard dusk. Can't, qu- can't quite decide if it's darker or not. You keep a... Do I? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you keep waffling, waffling back. I'm well, I'm trying to that. like I'm trying to like keep time straight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There are, there are two stories happening. Yeah, okay. You're, okay, we're, okay. we're going back and forth, so I just want to make sure they're happening concurrently. But all right, we'll say I don't think it would get really dark in this whole thing because this is all happening within like five minutes. This whole thing goes down, um, so I don't think it would go from dusk to dark that quickly. So as you throw yourself through, you can hear the car shift into gear and start to drive off. Mm. And the most noticeable thing you hear is a uh, sharp voice go fuck. And we go back to Warble, and New is uh, running after the car as it drives away. And she's keeping a pretty good pace with it. <laughs> um, and just they kind of just disappear into the distance, and then the car, Rash Ivy, hits the gas, and the thing just takes off. And at the same time, that rifle fires up again and uh, wings New, and she, she spins and falls to the ground and kind of goes into a, uh, a fetal position, covering her head. And a couple of rifle shots go off around her, puffing up the dust and ricocheting. And I want to say she probably took some shrapnel somewhere from one of the bullets 
bullets, but nothing can hit her because whoever's firing is the sight. The sight's no good. And you hear the car in the distance. Like, everything's suddenly very, very quiet. And you hear the car head up the valley the way you guys came in. And you can hear it in the distance basically curving up to where you would imagine that rifle was firing from. And then it then it disappears. Okay, so I think Warble's gonna go grab New and bring her back to camp. Yeah, I want, uh, Warble stands up and New is, is already walking back. Oh. Like, um, I okay. want... It sounded like she was a little bit more uh, more harmed than, than that. She took some harm, but not enough to keep her out of... She, she's bleeding, and there's, like, some uh, cuts on the side of her face that are bleeding, but she's mm-hmm. kind of just, like, wiped it off with her sleeve and smeared it across her forehead. She gets back, and she walks up to Warble, and she's like, They took all my shit! Yeah, uh, me too. That was all my shit. Well, now what? Warble shrugs. Yeah, I figured. And then she sees the tent on fire, and she says, Oh, shit! And uh, lopes over. And as she's running over, Warble runs with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can see that the swimming pool is nearby, and you can see that there's bodies floating in it, and the whole thing is turned red. Um, mm. A swirling red as the bodies are bleeding into the into the mineral pool. There are a lot of dead people sitting around you now. Survivors. Who we got Who we got alive? So Kai, Kai has scrambled. Is Guy alive? Well, he's he's still basically like on top of Algarvia, and he's, he's kind of gotten up on his knees, and he's holding her by the shoulders, just kind of like staring at her. Mm-hmm. He's bleeding pretty badly as well. One of his arms has like a giant gash in the side where he probably took a bullet. And New is like, she like jogs up to Maris and helps her do her feet with Bo and she's rolling her shoulders, but you can also see that she's got a pretty healthy chunk popped out of her shoulder that'll need to be bandaged up. Mm-hmm. Kai is there. He's like putting out the fire with something, trying to mm-hmm. get Coward out of there, mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty it's pretty bad and it smells pretty it smells like burning hair. Irony, smell of blood is uh, kind of wafting through everything along with the sense of the desert so you're getting kind of like a floral evening smell along with the metallic blood smell in there too and the smell of burning canvas and hair mm-hmm. so everything's pretty pretty intense there's some light around from other areas of the camp that were lit up but okay. the main source is the tent burning mm-hmm. and uh, Magpie wanders over and just looking forlorn and walks over to Guy and kneels down beside him and puts her hand on Al's forehead and uh, Rabbit's foot is nowhere to be seen okay so we're going to start doing triage we're gonna pick up uh, all the survivors and kind of move them away from the burning stuff mm-hmm. and you know do that in uh, in typical triage fashion. Well, like like, or ta- like there's like you yeah, know like, like I I just mean like prioritizing uh, right people. So like talk it through for me. Like what would what do you think Maris would do? What do you think Warble would do? Everyone else is now looking to you guys mm-hmm. to guide them. Every, everybody's kind of lost at the moment. Maris is taking charge of orchestrating it, and Warble is more taking care of like helping the people individually mm-hmm. and like telling people how to people who are well how to how to assist in taking care of the people and. Maris is like, you over there, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Overdo stuff. Put out that fire. Get me some medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause and bandages. Get Somebody the... boil some water. Yes, that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so you're doing this, you're setting it up, and this takes all night, and as... Uh, as the sun starts to come up, you you and Warble, New and Bo are all sitting, like, the whole lot of you are sitting in Al's tent, which is still put together, or it still exists, I guess is what you would say. And it's still got, you know, it, it's it's not much worse for wear than it was. It's got a couple bullet holes in it, but otherwise, uh, uh, everything's still, still the same as it was when she was here, except there probably are a couple bullet holes in the map she had hanging on her wall of the area. Mm-hmm. And Kai is nowhere to be seen. I mean, that's fine. I'm just yeah. like, where the he's the reason we're here so I'm like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get that he's sad or whatever 
He's allowed to be sad. Mm -hmm. So um, as you guys are sitting there kind of catching your breath, um, two women come in, uh, Goal and Amnity. Uh, They were the two, the female, the large female pit boss from Dice, 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 and the uh, shy bartender from The Bad Bucket all the way back in episode one. Mm. And they come in and kind of like, you know, same as everyone, shrug and kind of sit down and everyone's clothes are covered in blood and everybody's looking pretty gnarly Mm -hmm. and just kind of sitting around and huffing and puffing and starting to kind of fall asleep on each other and just tired. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah, Like that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that was an audible yawn, but... Mm -hmm. That's uh, okay. So I guess we'll all uh, we'll go to go to sleep. We'll set up um, a um, a watch a watch mm. schedule mm-hmm. since we were just attacked and everything. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what does that look like? So 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 some time has passed and it's uh, Warble's turn to go on watch. Mm-hmm. So she meets up with uh, Ringo from before, who survived. Um, the other two guys uh, that were at the gatehouse initially took some took some heavy fire, and you don't see them around. Um, mm-hmm. Warble never met Ringo. Oh well, she meets him now. Yeah. So why doesn't she meet him? So uh, why don't you roll <coughs> roll first impre- first impression? So roll plus cool. All right, nine plus cool plus three. Damn, twelve. Um, so you take uh, you can take plus or minus three hex. And uh, describe either the complications of your first impression or uh, describe the complications or your first impression on or of that person. So what is your first impression? So that could mean like, we were a little unclear on this before, and that could mean like, what is, you you can tell me what their first impression of you is if you don't want to prescribe your first impression of them. Uh... Okay, well, uh, I think then that uh, Ringo has a plus, well, we'll do plus three on our history, and he um, he thinks that Warble uh, really has her shit together. <laughs> he, he, he saw her, like, in action, and is like, she she knows her stuff, and is, yeah, that's his, his first impression, is that she's... Uh, Competent and capable? Yes. Cool. So you guys meet up outside the gate, um, and he's he wasn't in the immediate vicinity when everything happened. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like, "Hey, you you okay?" Um, I wanted to have Warble yawn, and just like thinking about the yawn made me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, so so Warble yawns. Warble Warble yawns, <laughs> and um, uh, I, I want to say she's drinking some tea, and she pours some some for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, she doesn't say anything. No. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna ma- maintain this uh, illusion for a little bit. All right, and he takes the tea, and he's like, uh, "I saw your big friend. Uh, he hiked up the ridge. He's got a got his." buddy with him they looked like they wanted to be alone yeah does kai so he's saying kai kai's got coward's body with him yeah because that's a weird way to say that but okay (laughs) that's a weird situation so he's not he's not quite sure how to articulate it so he's like your 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 buddy's got his friend up there and uh i think he's drinking he looks like he's drinking Mm. he had a bottle of something with him he like shrugs like your your friend's got a body and a corpse up there or a, a bottle and a corpse up there so He's probably not doing great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Warble has just made him a cup of tea. She gives him her tea mm-hmm. in addition and walks away to go, go see Kai. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, Ringo shrugs and he, like, takes one tea. Like, as, as you're walking away, he's, like, taking one tea and, like, pouring it into the cup of the other and just, like, tosses the first cup, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Kind of like, f- f- whatever. Like, so he's just got the one cup of tea and he's like, I guess I'll do this alone. <laughs> and he goes and does, like, a perimeter watch. Yeah. 
I pull up my 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 wolf head. You shrug, I'm, shrug I'm it over. Shrug it up. Mm -hmm. You shrug, you shrug your wolf head over over your head. So Maris is back at Al's tent, and Magpie's telling her. Magpie's like kind of insistent, and she's like, well, you know, she's very much like, well, what are we gonna do now? Like, what do we do? Like, she's really kind of like leaning into Maris is like a and and uh, Bo's just there with her like knees up and her head in her in her in her. I don't want to say crotch. <laughs> But head like, like, like she's sitting on the ground with her knees up and her arms crossed over and her head's just like tucked in. And uh, you get the you get the sensation that he's she's crying, but you don't want to. This is Bo. Bo. Oh, yeah. And Magpie's like, well, what do we, what do you want to do now? Yeah. So Magpie's kind of like crawling up Maris's ass, like she wasn't enough of a believer. If she'd believed, if she'd believed, this wouldn't have happened. But now our enemy has struck. If she believed what? In the water. In the cure. Mm-hmm. She came into this half-hearted, and she paid for it. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so now what can we do? Uh, Our enemy has struck us when we were weakest. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, is this water supposed to cure the cough? Am I... Could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know they're a water cult. Yeah. And they're pretty... They've got the hots for water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now our local source is running red with the blood of my friends. Yeah, this is this is a rough uh, rough spot. Rough, <laughs> rough. <laughs> we need to do something. Um, can we refresh on the whole like general political thing that's going on? I guess like so so uh, which this was Algarvia. Boss wanted Algarvia dead, mm -hmm. but not for any particular reason that we were that we know of, right? Boss wanted Al dead because Al was claiming that she could cure the cough, but Boss wanted people to die for population control essentially. Mm -hmm. So she didn't want Al to to help anyone basically. And she sent you guys down here to kill Al Garvia. And when that appeared to not happen, uh, someone else killed her. Well, they didn't really give us a, a chance. We we hadn't been there that long. So they, they jumped the gun. Maybe you never really had a chance. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was my other question? Well, let me write this down because I'm going to... Uh, okay. So as Maris is like... As, as Magpie is like spilling this all over Maris, I can imagine Maris like rubbing her temples like... like like, what the fuck do you want? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, she do you doesn't want? really want to be yeah, in charge of doing doing this for sure. She she was here as a as a favor to to Kai, mm -hmm. and now now things have gotten quite uh, quite away from away from her in that regard. Right. Uh, my other question about was was there something with like women being? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what's were they? Mm -hmm. yeah, so, not sure. Uh, boss was using women or something, or they were disappearing. Women were disappearing from Escalante Lake. Okay. Um, it was said that some went uh, south to Primrose to look for work, and others were just disappearing, and nobody seemed to be doing anything about it. Probably because Boss didn't care. Because the fewer people, the better to her. Uh, okay. Yeah, and as as Maris does that, Magpie stands up and she slams her hand down on a table and says, "We need to kill that fucking bitch now." Uh, yeah, Maris kind of shakes her head and she's like, uh, "Yeah, sure. Like, how? How do you plan to do that?" And she she like deflates and she's like, "Well, that's that's <laughs> that, what." That my job? That's what you're That's here what, for, what, isn't it? Yeah, was it? My job was to come here and kill you guys, and I didn't even do that, so... Bah. But now she's killed your friend. I know where we can get guns. 
Maris is like, if I killed every person who killed a friend of mine, do you know how many goddamn people there would be left here? Do you know how many friends I would even have left? And she's like, she's getting flustered because she's like, she's, you can tell her bluster is, uh, usually works. (laughs) (laughs) And she's kind of like frustrated and she's like, I can, I can, Uh, I know where we can go for help. And we can, then we can go and we can take the lake back. And you like look up and you kind of like really get a good read on her now. And she's, she's not a very tall woman. She's actually fairly, fairly short, um, mm-hmm. kind of squat. Um, she's got wild brown hair that's all like netted with what looks like pieces of like twigs and shit, twigs and plants like uh, kind of tied into her dreadlocks. And she has a, uh, like a, a big ass septum ring. Um, I never, or I guess I just have neutral history with her. Yeah. I have her name down, but no. Yeah, you were, like, about to meet her before the gunfire. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, uh, let's have Warble walk up to Kai, and he's, uh, he's sucking down a bottle. You don't even fucking know where he got it from. And he's got Coward's, uh, corpse kind of, like, he's, he's sitting on a log. He's kind of, like, climbed up a hill, and it's overlooking, basically, the RV park. He's sitting on the log proper, but he's kind of, like, sat Coward up against the log. So- are we on the top of, like, a hill or something? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought so, but then I, I got confused. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Ringo said he was up on the ridge, but the ridge is really just a hill. <laughs> it's it's not really much of a ridge, but it does it does look over to the camp. And from there, you can kind of see, it kind of just looks like a Jackson Pollock painting of blood smears back and forth across across the, uh, the ground. Both the fire exploded and set the tent up, and now it's just a smoldering wreck. And from where people drag bodies into triage uh, in uh, what would have been the old... Uh, like laundry room there like the front or, or no there was a uh, near the pool and off a bit to the north was a uh, like a like an activity room it was just kind of like an empty room where mm-hmm. they did activities and that's uh <laughs> that's now where they did arts and crafts yeah it was like a, it was like a multi-purpose like room mm-hmm. um that the laundry room was attached to and there were soda machines nights. there yeah there were soda machines there but they'd all been like caved in kicked mm-hmm. in um crushed and uh there's like just basically like smears of blood all moving from various points around the camp into into that room where mm-hmm. you set up a triage and Kai's just looking over it all and he's just like well, what do you say to him? Uh, Warble, Warble puts her hand out to, as if to ask for a sip of the, the drink. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he sees you and he kind of, he kind of starts a little, like mm-hmm. he just woke up and he like takes like a huge swig. It's a big bottle of cheap whiskey and he takes a huge swig and then hands you, there's, there's no, not very much left in the bottom, but he, he kind of like shrugs and like hands you the rest. Oh, okay. Like, fine. Uh, like, take a man's last sip. I get it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, War- Warble, Warble finishes it off and she tosses it over her shoulder and, uh, sits down next to him. Um, and she asks, uh, where should, where, where should we put, where you want to put him? Right here seems as good as anywhere. All right. Should we, should we say something? Nah, we said enough while he was here. It's fine. <laughs> You know, when you get when you get to going on it, you know, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really shut him up. I feel it'd be kind of fitting to repay the favor or repay the whatever, but yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? It's not important. He ain't gonna hear us. Uh, probably not. Uh, can can Warble open her mind to the war, war, psychic maelstrom? Psychic maelstrom. Sure. To what end? I don't know. See what see what she hears. I okay. Know. I haven't had. I haven't. I don't really know the purpose of doing this exactly. So it's so you can uh, basically tap into the world yeah. and I don't know 
Yeah, this seems like a, uh, a reflective moment. Mm -hmm. so. so let's refresh. Uh, when you open your brain to the world's psychic maelstrom, roll plus weird. On a hit, the MC tells you something new and interesting about the current situation and might ask you a question or two. Answer them. On a 10 plus, the MC gives you good detail. On a 7 to 9, the MC gives you an impression. If you already know that all there is to know, the MC will tell you that. On a miss, be prepared for the worse. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know I've rolled normal with the gloves on too, in addition to rolling badly, <laughs> but I feel like I don't have, <laughs> like, my hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, got it. Shit. Okay. Plus weird. Epic success. Yeah. Um, so, what do you want to open your brain about? Like, I could give you information on basically anything, but what do you what do you want to know? What well, What do you think would help you? You know, you could say like, I want to open my brain about Kai, or I want to open my brain about missing girls, or I want to open my brain about the the cough or the crabs mm. or or where yeah. where Bobby the crab is now because <laughs> he was yeah. in the car. No, <laughs> that's right. He was in the car. He was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Bobby. Easy come, easy go. Yeah. Same as uh, Frank um, Frank's locket, rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> locket launcher. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess. I guess what I want to know is is about the cough. Um. I kind of. I want to know if it's worth going back there over. So. Because I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Uh. Personally, I don't think Maris is convinced either that. Uh. That continuing to to be involved in that is is a great idea, especially when we didn't do what boss. Uh, had asked for and uh, she got her way in the end so mm -hmm. you can see so your eyes roll back up into your head and you see us you, and you see what you saw the first day you rolled into Escalante Lake uh, from the back of Horace's wagon. Uh, you see yourself passing through the town, seeing how cobbled together it, it was, made out of sheet metal and car parts, and how people were around and how lively the place felt despite the pile of corpses near the front gate uh, that you presume would have been let out and burned later on that day. Um, and as you're going through this, you see now a similar scene to what you saw this morning. Or, or what you're seeing right now, uh, looking over the RV park of just basically smears of blood through the streets and all leading towards the lake um, in the same way that all the streaks are leading from various points around the car park towards the, the activity room. There's no one around. Out of the corner of your eyes, you see, you see a person kind of flitting around your periphery and they're all covered up and you can't get a good look at them and you can't even really see them long enough to make out the shape of a person. You've just got kind of this faint feeling about them. Feeling that it's a person? feeling that it's a person, yeah. And as you're moving through the streets, um, you're walking now, and it's getting hard to walk because your your feet are squishing into the ground, and the ground is, like, pulling you in, like, walking through wet mud, and you realize that it's it's, uh, it's all blood. And as you walk through the town, you come to the Zen Garden out front of Bost's bank, and there's there's no one around except a, a man with curly blonde hair, wearing a Hawaiian shirt, covered in blood, and holding a machete, and kind of just dragging his fingers through the sand, and he looks up and it's Merkin. Uh, cool. Uh, so I think that settles that. Uh, as far as, well, yeah, my, uh, I think, uh, our interpretation of that is, uh, is that Escalante Lake is a lost cause. It, it this could not, this, this could be something that is like a maybe future. It could be something that's happening at this moment, but I don't think that's something that uh, that that our twins here want to uh, find themselves in the middle of. So cool. 
Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, Warble comes out of it, and Kai was just like, "The fuck? The fuck was that? Did you just do something?" Uh, Warble, Warble winks. Gives him a wink. Okay. So, um, and uh, she starts telling Kai a story. So Warble, um, Warble gives him a wink, and then she tarts, and then. <sighs> words. Why can't I talk words? I don't know. You've been practicing for a really long time. Mm. <laughs> words right. are your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't talk them. That's true. Okay. Uh, then then Warble starts telling Kai a story about Coward's wife. <laughs> and uh, they get up and they start walking back to, uh, to town. Cool. Leaving Coward there sitting against the stump. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, oh, that's so sad. I want to cry. So uh, as you guys walk back into town, are you really going to cry? Oh, no. Do you need a minute? Do we need to stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had no idea killing an imaginary old man would... <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> it's going to get so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can leave it there. You and Warble and Kai walk back to the camp, and you know we see we see kind of Coward's body sitting there, propped up against the the log, and the wind kind of whisp- whispering through what's left of his hair, and him just like sitting there. And uh, as we like, uh, you know, as as we zoom uh, zoom around, or as like camera pans around his body, you realize there's a Kai's placed a full bottle of whiskey in his hand just to sit there with him and uh you guys walk back down to camp and as you're coming into camp a uh, new kind of like bounces up to you and she's kind of like bouncing from one foot to the other and she's like so we gonna go fuck him up or what and uh kai looks at her and he just kind of like drops his hands and he's like come on seriously uh uh yeah uh, warble 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 says uh uh, she's Warble, Warble says. I think maybe we've got we've got other things, uh, other other places to be, other things to do. Yeah, we're gonna go get some fucking firepower. Then we're gonna shove that lake right up their fucking ass. <laughs> we'll just stop there. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You wanna be angry, I 
Thank you for listening to this episode of This Wicked Way Comes. That was Mia Folick with Thingamajig. See her on tour this fall in New York at Webster Hall on October 15th and Palace Theatre in St. Paul on November 15th. Find more dates and support her at mia.bandcamp.com. We've been Jill Sherman and Matthew Sahaki. DJ Cash File was played by Timothy Brauner. Our theme song was written by Garrett DeVoe and Francesca Caruso. Apocalypse World was designed and created by Vincent Emigay Baker. This Wicked Way Comes is distributed by KFAI.org, Community Radio, 90.3 Minneapolis, 106.7 St. Paul. Episodes are released every other Monday at KFAI.org. Please review on iTunes, stream on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you like to gobble up all those gooey podcasts you like so much. Careful, though, some of them are full of unrefined reality. Let us know you're out there, and we should keep up the good work by tweeting us your favorite sex magic rituals on Twitter at This Wicked Way, or contact us through our form at thiswickedwaycomes.com. We had to take down Medusa at thiswickedwaycomes.com for technical reasons, so sorry about that. Call your mom, all my succulent, self-pleasuring psychopaths of Radioland, unless, obvi, she's an evil cunt then block her number because life is short and blood doesn't mean shit when actions speak volumes. All we are is how we treat each other. Hold on to the pain. Ball your fists and be the hero only you can be with another one by Mia Folick. Dead body, as in over my dead body, motherfuckers. If you are being abused or suspect someone else is being abused, please call the toll-free National Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-856-HOPE, or visit the online hotline at rainwith2ends.org. It's my sunny disposition that you liked You poured me coke and vodka, drink it baby, be nice And you knew you would get away So you didn't try to hide I watched them shake your hand There'll be the laughter Cut my mind